Hello and welcome back to a silver lined relaunch. And this one has been in the making for a while and we persevered and came out the other end and here we are. I know you're going to have such strong connection with this woman. Her name is Maya Rockler. She is the founder of My Opinion, which is not only her business, but it's also her podcast. And she is the leadership podcast, which is the leadership podcast for women. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable. And we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the Business Bootcamp, which is a five-day free event. And get involved with this because the pearls that we're gonna be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next boot camp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hillary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. So Maya, so excited to be here. I I met you first when I was on your show Mm -hmm. and now you're here. I said, we will do this. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. We made it, Hillary. Yay. Excited to be here. And you know what? There's, you know, perseverance. There's something very significant about that because I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew with my higher self that we had to get on this call and share your journey, which I am so excited to bring to my audience. But before we go into your most significant relaunch, share, share a little bit about you. Sure. So like you already gave a great intro, I am Maya Roffler. I'm the founder of My Opinion. I started the podcast actually back in 2017, not intending to do a podcast ever in my life, which I'm finding is a very common thing for us podcasters. And I had a friend uh, who had been in radio for a long time and he convinced me to do it. I was on a reality show and he was like, you've got to document what happened because this was wild. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about what happened to me because I lost my brother during that time too. So I ended up, yeah. So I ended up uh, launching this podcast and it was super successful. And he um, was my co-host for three seasons. And then I said, oh, I don't want to talk about reality television forever because it was like a couple months of my life, maybe I mean, when you put it all together, you know, you film and then it airs. And so it's like a year, year and a half of your life, but it's not who I am. So I took a a beat. I took a minute 
And I relaunched uh, the My Opinion podcast as a leadership podcast because I was thrust into leadership at 22 years old, not knowing what I was doing at all. And so I started sharing my stories and then I bring incredible leaders on like yourself, Hillary, and share other backgrounds as well because I don't know it all, right? So I like sharing other stories. This catapulted me into complete entrepreneurship. I actually, it's a unique story, LLC myself, you can do this off of the name. Um, off of the podcast, and I created multiple businesses under my opinion. So I did, um, I do some mentoring for leadership, um, but my main business that I have is an event logistics business. I kind of came up in the corporate world doing that. So now I work with um, quite a few nonprofits um, and a few corporations, VCs, things like that, doing their events. I mean, we got to stop here. Yeah. Yeah. So much to unpackage here and you've already in your life had so many significant relaunches, but I have to go. I do want to go back to the one that you have briefly mentioned and let's talk about that because that is a significant part of the journey. That's why you ended up doing the podcast, all of these kind of there's a, there's the seed that was planted during that two month period and it's, it's fascinating. So can you, can you walk us through that relaunch? Yeah, absolutely. So in uh, November of 2016, I lost my brother to a homicide and it took me a long time to even be able to talk about it like the way I am right now. Um, And that was, I was 30 years old at the time. I just turned 30 and it completely changed my life. I watched him die, right? So that's a pretty significant thing to watch um, and go through. And I remember having this big corporate job. I'm filming this show. I'm going through all these things. You kind of have this, like, we have these weird things in our life, right? You know, I've got to accomplish this by 30. I've got to do this. And like, I had checked all these boxes and I'm like, and then this happens. And this was so significant. And is this your only brother? Is this the only sibling? This is my only brother. I have two sisters though. And I was very close with my brother. Um, We had the same birthday. We had the same due date. Like it was very weird. We were like these weird kind of twins cosmically, if you believe in that, which I do. And so it was a very tragic, tragic loss. I took it very, very hard. And so I did things that I had never done before. I just quit my job. I left. And I, before you go on, you said that yeah. you, were, you were by the side when it all happened. Can you share a little bit more about yeah. what, what went down that day? Yeah, sure. Um, so I had, I was the only family member living in Atlanta. That's where I live. I live in Atlanta, Georgia at the time. And so I got a call from my mother and we knew he had been shot, which was horrible. And a uh, long story short, I went to Grady Hospital, which if people are familiar with Atlanta, if you're going to Grady, it's not typically good news. Um, so by the time I got there, I knew he probably wasn't going to make it, which was also hard to know, but I ran kind of back. And as I ran back and I got back to like the trauma area, he was being wheeled back there and he was rejecting like all the tubes and it was, it's very graphic. There was a lot of blood. And I, so I was watching him die and it was something that I still think I cope with to this day and still, you know, I'm going through and mourning to this day. And I stayed with him on life support until the rest of my family was able to get there. And yeah, so it was, it was very difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And was this a random shooting or was this a situation that had happened that he was in the wrong place, wrong time? You know, what's really wild is I am, uh, I'm launching a podcast in March of 2022 um, about uh, surviving siblings. And I'll be talking about all of this. <laughs> and uh, we still don't know 100% to this day. I'm sharing as much as I know, um, but it was, it was deemed a homicide. Um, I know who did it. Um, and I do not believe that it was an accident. So it was very tragic. And unfortunately the, the gentleman did walk. I use that term loosely. So it was very difficult to know that. And, and as the years, I, I share my story on this podcast. So it's been very challenging to do this podcast. I had to hire someone else to like edit it. Like I have another editor for my other one, but for this one, it was like, I'm recording and then it's all you, like, I cannot, you know, it's still difficult to listen to, but, um, you know, I, I got cryptic messages for like the first two, three years about information. And so it's, um, it was devastating. It was a devastating time not to have those answers. That was what was so hard as well to watch it, but then also just not have the answers and the closure that I think we all seek, which I think is something that's difficult in our lives because I don't think there's really such a thing as closure. So it sounds like right now you still don't have that closure. I don't believe in closure anymore, actually. I don't think it's a thing. Yeah. I think that we, um, I have answers and I think that we learn to live with what we go through in life. And when we have the answers that we need to move forward, we're able to move forward. And so I'm moving forward now. Yeah. Mm. You know, you're, you're so wise beyond your years. Thanks Hillary. Yeah. It's interesting just hearing, hearing you speak and feeling the emotions that are coming from you, you know, losing somebody is never easy. And I know you know, most of us have lost somebody, but when you are there, when it's unexpected, when it's as traumatic as your, as your brother's passing was, how, how did you even begin to have your initial relaunch around this? How, what, what did you do? Yeah. Great question. Um, so I, after kind of I guess the dust settled and, you know, I, you know, we, he was cremated. And so that's kind of an interesting term that I used that. And we had a little ceremony and like, I was just kind of alone after that. I was like left alone. I'm like, okay, what now? So I started to kind of like grasp for things to relaunch, so to speak. Right. So I like went and got a tattoo and I said, I would never get tattooed in my entire life and got his ashes tattooed at me. It like, that is so like out there for me. That's not me at all. I went and adopted another dog and it was a chihuahua and I didn't know this, but my uh, brother's girlfriend at the time told me, she started sending me all these pictures. Apparently my brother had always wanted a chihuahua. I had never wanted one. So all these things started happening and that was helping me kind of propel into this relaunch. And I didn't know that at the time. It was interesting. I was kind of like taking these steps. I was kind of grasping at anything to heal. And I went back to work way too fast. That was, I would say a setback in the relaunch. I relaunched too fast. <laughs> I, would, I rocket launched, I'll put it that way. I, how long uh, before I went back to work, I... Finally left my job. I was still somewhat working through this. 
And so the final days like was Christmas when I left my job like completely. And then I went back late January, early February because a startup came to me and wanted me to do stuff for them. And I had taken this like spiritual trip to Mexico. And so that was really when I felt that my relaunch happened, but I felt like it was kind of a rocket ship (laughs) and it might've been too quickly. So I kind of had two relaunches to kind of answer your question. I rocket shipped and then I realized a couple months into it, like, okay, this is probably not right yet for me. And it wasn't probably until about, because this was 2017, it was about 2018 when I felt a little more settled. And I was, I had gone out and done a couple different jobs and I was starting to realize like, maybe I should be an entrepreneur because I had this podcast and I like was dabbling in consulting and like all these things were starting to click in the the relaunch time for me. I'm like reinventing myself during this time. But I took one or two more jobs and I'm glad I did because I actually ended up meeting my husband during this period at a job I would not have ordinarily took or taken. Um, But that was, that was the time. And then I finally feel like the second like relaunch was when I went out on my own, like completely, which was 2019, 2020. So before we go to that second one, I want to go back and you had mentioned this period where, you know, you were reality TV show. Can you help me, help me understand how that fits into your life and, and some of these, you know, the, the beginnings of where things started to happen for you. Yeah. So I was filming it when my brother, when my brother passed and I had, I had actually left it for the second time because it was just so much drama, but I still had to go to the reunion because we were dating this guy. It was a dating show. And if you were like one of the top girls, you had to go to the reunion. So I had to go to that in January and I had to fly to LA and do this experience. And the show didn't air and I was a mess. Like I was a mess. I was not checked in at all. I could care less what this guy was about. I did not even care. I ended up becoming friends with the girls, even though they hated me while I was on the show. We actually all became friends because we really never, but it never actually ended up being aired. I bet you're pretty, I, I, bet, I bet you're glad that that didn't happen, right? Because it was- Oh like- yeah, he was terrible. No, no one ended up with him. So it was, it was funny. It was ironic. So we all ended up being friends, but the show didn't end up airing until, what was it? April or so, right? And which is why my podcast launched at the time. And so I had to relive all of this all over again, which I think is what contributed a lot. This is why I actually love this question because I think it contributed a lot to me leaving my job because I left around that time. And I, the one I started in like February or late January. And in addition to that, I had to relive like the sequence of events going up to my brother's death. And I had to watch, I mean, it wasn't like a ton, but like those memories and watching this at the watch parties with the other cast and stuff. I think in retrospect, now looking back on that, I think that set me back. Like my, I went in my rocket ship in my launch and then I was like, boom, right back down because I wasn't ready. And I used to beat myself up about it. I used to be like, what happened to me? What was wrong? But now after all this reflection and now that I'm, you know, in 2022, I'm like, oh, 
I get what happened. Like I was triggered. I was, you know, going backwards. I like, how can I go forward when I was reliving a lot of this? And so that was bringing up other things for me. Well, with the other cast and the other girls, it was bringing up like how mad they were at him. And I'm like, yeah, he's a jerk. Who cares? I'm thinking about, oh, that was a week before my, my brother passed, you know what I mean? Things like that. So, um, and, I mean, and then I had to go through this so visibly and so publicly. And then the reunion, I was definitely medicated, you know, and taking things because of what I had been through. And so then I had to go through you know, scrutiny because of that. And, and people didn't understand. And I was, I was very thin and things like, you know, just things like that, not doing well. And so it, it became interesting though, because there were advocates for me too. So I learned a lot about being in the, in the public eye with that uh, situation. So I, I have a lot of empathy for people who have a much bigger following than I do, much, much bigger. It, it was difficult. Well, you know, I, I can I can totally respect and understand the anytime you lose someone, and I attribute it to like the first of their birthdays, which is actually your birthday too, which is even more challenging, but like the first holiday, the first, the first of whenever that person's not there anymore. And you had to go back, see yourself on camera going through this situation where it is, you know, it is a TV show and I, I, you know, I've, I've done the secret millionaire and there's just so much about it that it's just, it's not reality. They say reality TV, it's not reality. And for you having to, like you said, be thrust back into that environment when you're trying to grieve, when you're trying to process this, you know, trauma that's going through you. I, you know, I really, I, I give you so much credit that at that point, you're like, wait, I'm going to do something here. And I'm going to start, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start to, you know, really change the trajectory of my life. And this is where I would like to go now based on, you know, it's really been a roller coaster of a ride for you. And it's, it's now to the point where, as you're talking about your second relaunch, we'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, I really think that started in 2019 um, when I left um, a job that was very toxic and um, I started doing consulting work again and was dabbling in it again. And I kind of told my husband, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to take another job again, you know, and I relaunched my opinion at the end of September of 2019, beginning of October. And it was for leadership for women. And I'm like, I'm going to talk about this. I, I'm going to talk about everything I wish I knew at 22 when I went to Joseph A. Bank corporate office and I knew nothing, right? I knew nothing. And I'm going to tell the good, the bad, the ugly, the sad, like everything in between and, and tell, you know, and I'm kind of a character sometimes. So I'm going to tell the funny stories too, right? Everything. Because I wish I had had that, you know? And Absolutely. Wouldn't it be great to now go back? in time and oh what we what we know now we wish we had then (laughs) absolutely and so I wanted to give that back and that kind of just started evolving I started creating logos I started that is truly when my relaunch happened I ended up taking one more job but that didn't the pandemic happened and then I was like nope it's a sign and I went out on my own and I have not looked back and I've you know built this um podcast and then from there my business and now business is. So that was truly my relaunch. And that was where that happened. And 
I'm, I'm grateful for it. And it came out of a very, again, another kind of negative situation, a very toxic work environment. But I just saw them as, I think relaunches happen when you have these signs and sometimes very traumatic things that are happening to you and, and negative, negative things. And they can turn out to be really positive things. And I never want people to miss silver linings. Yeah. Silver linings, what we're talking about here. And I never want people to misconstrue the fact that like, I would give anything to have my brother here today, but you know, I think that it's what you do with what happens to you that really is creates the silver lining and really shapes you and propels you forward. I really do. You know, I often ask people who've been through really traumatic experiences, you know, would you go back and change and change it? That's, you know what? It's so interesting, Hillary. I adore you so much because I have talked about this topic a lot lately, especially with the new podcast coming out and no one has asked me that question. And I think if you had asked me this a year or two after, I would have said, are you kidding? Of course, I'd do anything. Um, Knowing what I know now and knowing where I'm at and having a better understanding five years, five plus years now, you know, we're going into the sixth year of his loss. My brother had a lot of pain and a lot of struggle. And the way I lost him was terrible. And what happened to him was terrible. But I don't, so if I could change that, yes. But I think, I do think it was his time in a weird way. I do think Mm. it was his time. So I am, I don't think I'm ever going to be, I I don't understand when people say I'm at peace with it. I am at acceptance with it, but um, so it's a complicated answer. It's not a yes or no. No, but but I, that's, I I was hearing that in you. And I, I do ask this question, not all the time for those that are, you know, listen, but when I, I had that sense that, yeah, the violent, the violent part of it, no, but I do see your growth. Your journey has, has gone off into so many different tangents because of this and your being able to bring now who you are to the entrepreneurs and to the younger generation. And, you know, it, it really makes me believe that for you, it has been uh, a life calling. Like this is your journey, right? And I do believe that we all come into this world with the things that we have to go through so that we can find ourselves, so that we can get to that that higher place of a higher self. And yeah, sometimes it's it's a rockier journey than others. Sometimes it's filled with, you know, pain, but when you, as, as you're saying, able to accept like, you know, Hey, you know, it might've been his time that, that to me is such amazing growth. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I'm, I'm so impressed. Um, one of the things that you did mention was that you found an amazing man. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you're married now. I am. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the journey continues and there's always that point where there are the mega and the mini relaunches, there's the positives, there's the negatives. And so the positive is, you know, if you, if you live long enough, if you keep going long enough, you're going to end up, there's always going to be another relaunch positive as well. Right. Not, we, we sometimes think, oh my God, it's just all the negatives. 
know, there's yes. a lot of positives. It's just, we need to start focusing on it. What do you share with people about your journey now? How do you convey the message of that? You know, you gotta, you gotta have resilience. Oh my gosh. I, the sec, well, I mean, the second people hear about this story or even because some people don't know, especially in my professional life, my, especially my event logistics world, like it takes them some time to figure that out. Um, because I don't, I didn't, I, I'll say this. I didn't always talk about it so openly. Um, and then they find out about it. They're like, they will use that word quite often. You know, you're so resilient. You're so, you know, um, I think I just live it. I just kind of embody it. And then I'm learning how to express it. So to answer your question, I think resilience is about just to putting one foot in front of the other. And some days it looks really different. And I used to, I'm such an overachiever and I'm really hard on myself. And so when I was first going through this experience and when I went, I went through some tough experiences earlier in my life, but this was a, a big turning point for me and, and my relaunch and what we're talking about today. And, you know, I, sometimes it was a lot just to take a shower and I had to learn to put one foot in front of the other and say that was being resilient and moving forward and doing things for myself and being able to push through the pain and understand the pain. And I think, and then it just got, it got different. It was like, oh, I cleaned the house. Oh, I did all this work. Oh, so I think resilience can be looked at in perspective into what you're going through. I think people tend to say, oh, she's so resilient. Like, look at her now. Um, I was not that way <laughs> coming home from the hospital and then having to bury my brother. You know what I mean? I was not that way having to relive it on TV, you know, and nobody really knowing what I was going through. I was not that resilient. But when I look back on it, that was my form of resilience was a, my ability to keep going and to keep moving forward. And I didn't really have a lot of support. I did not have the support of my family. I did not have the support. I, I was not with my husband at the time. I did not meet him. Why do you think you didn't have the support of your family? I still, still know this to this day. Um, my family did not like the fact that I was in a public arena and like forum at the time, right? So, and I was very open about what had happened to my brother. It was an open case at the time, so I didn't share things like that, but I was open about the fact that he had been murdered and that it was a homicide. And they were not happy about that, um, which was always perplexing to me because I, it was public knowledge. So it was going to be found out anyway. Um, so it was very divided. Um, and I just, I don't think that they liked that, that path for me. And um, I also chose to go on a journey of finding out what happened to him. I wanted to find out. I wanted to know. I wanted this so-called closure, which I found out later was really just getting answers and learning to move forward in my life. And they didn't want that. Like some of them dealt with it very differently. Um, you know, one sister has dealt with it one way. Another sister has dealt with it, you know, a completely different way. And one sister I do speak to, the other one I don't. My mother doesn't want to deal with it at all. And my father did want to know. So there's different relationships in, in all aspects. So it's, 
it's challenging. It can be really challenging when you don't, but at the time, zero support. No one wanted to talk to me about it at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which again, I think when you are talking about, as you said, multiple companies that you now are running, that, that built up that solid foundation in you of being able to, I mean, I'm sure you have things happen during the day with your businesses that you're like, yeah, I got this. I got this. This is, you know, we're going to get through this one. And it does give you a different way to look at it. It really does. And so it's not that we're encouraging people, you know, you got to go out and have horrible things happen to you to have that resilience. No, you not absolutely don't. No, no, no. no. And, you know, for those that haven't really had to go through any of the, you know, the major, the major ones so far, you know, God, God bless y'all. That's, you know, an incredible life. But the, yeah. the others that have really been through some of the really tough times, it creates a, um, an environment, that foundation that, yeah, you can, you can weather a lot of cracks that come your way. Absolutely. I mean, I think you put that perfectly, Hillary. And I think resilience is kind of one of those words too, where it's so challenging. I mean, we can look it up in the dictionary, but it's so different for each person, like I was mentioning earlier, right? And it's all kind of relative. And so when people hear my story, like I was talking about, they're like, oh my God, like resilient is a word they'll use. But like, I look at some of these people and I'm like, you have four kids. Like, I think you're resilient. Like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? I can't do that. So, you know, I mean, I, I guess I could, if I was put in that situation, that's resilience. You put one foot in front of the other and you keep going. That's determination, resilience. It's along the same lines. You know, I have so many different women on my podcast too, and they have all these stories. They women have gone to war, women who have had cancer of all different kinds. They've come back. They've been homeless. I mean, just you name it. I've had them on and I'm sure it's the same for you. And I'm like, that's resilience to me. So I think it's all perspective, but it also can be something as simple as like, you know what? I just had a really tough day, but you know what? I still got up and I did it. That's resilience to me too. I think that that is such a great way you said that. And I also have always said that everyone has their own Mount Everest, right? We, we all have that Mount Everest that seems to be like the thing we have to tackle. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it? And, you know, it's the ability to say that uh, Sir Edmund Hillary was um, trying to get to the top of Mount Everest and the first couple of times he failed and he went in front of a big group and basically made the comment of, you know what? Um, yeah, but the next time I won't. It was one of these like, great, I, I'm paraphrasing it, but I just thought, yeah, you just gotta keep at it. You gotta keep going. And another thing that, uh, you know, it's when somebody breaks a record and as soon as that record is broken, somebody else, you know, may not have been broken for, for 40 years and then somebody does and then somebody does it right on the heels of the other person. It's when you know somebody has been through things that, that are really seem, seem incredible, like you said, and it could be different for everyone. But when you can learn from those, when you can sit there and say, you know, yeah, all right, that person can do it. And here's the best part. If, if you can do it, if another, or if another person can do it, you can do it. And that's what makes it so incredible. So I just think you are incredible, Maya. I mean, so what, what a pleasure I, you know, from the moment I met you, I was just like, ah, oh, we just have this great, you know, great connection. I would like to ask you um, at this point, as we wrap up, 
And before we got started, I remember we were laughing about, you know, you're, you're kind of a, a beauty crazed, you know, fanatic. I am too. I love all the different products. And so I have to ask you, because first off, your skin is absolutely beautiful. You are a beautiful person oh, inside, <laughs> inside and out. I might just add, what is your favorite beauty product by name? Okay. So like I told you earlier, this is such a hard question. This is like having 12 kids and saying, which is your favorite child, right? Like that's so hard, but I will tell you at the moment, because I do podcasts and I do all these things. And I like quick and easy. Mm-hmm. I am in love with glamnetic lashes. And I love Hello Kitty and they just came out with a Hello Kitty line. And so, (laughs) okay. So that is so funny because I have just recently, I didn't, I didn't try this. I tried another version of it. Moxie. I don't know if you've heard of that one too. I have, I have. But you like glam netic better glam netic i i like my i actually like moxie they're yeah, they're okay i'm not knocking them at all but yeah. glam netic yeah and it's adorable guys like if you're into hello kitty they've got hello kitty and it comes in a little piece of luggage so you can like it's a tiny luggage case and it takes with the liner you can take it with you i know you and i are all about travel hillary so you can take we it are. with you and it's got Hello Kitty on it, or you can get the other characters depending on what lash you like. So I'm on the go. I like that. I'm a lip gloss comes in second, but we'll talk about that another time. Glamnetic lashes. Awesome. Limited time. Hello Kitty. Check it out. Yeah. We will, we will definitely put that next to your beautiful face. And one question I always like to wrap up with is what does a powerhouse of possibility mean to you? What do, I'm sorry, Hillary, I didn't hear you. A powerhouse of possibility? A powerhouse of possibility. I think um, if I'm personifying that, it's when a woman is really in tune with who she is. Because I always say, this is this is the mantra of the My Opinion podcast, that you know we want to be the leaders of our lives. And we really have leadership backwards, right? We thrust people into leadership before they're ready. And we don't think we're leaders. And every single woman listening to this, or man, um, needs to know that you're already a leader. It does not matter what you do. I don't care what you do. You're already a leader. And so really getting to know yourself. So someone who is really in tune with their self or themselves and understanding themselves, and then they're able to go out and lead their life and lead others. That's a powerhouse to me. Girl, you're a powerhouse. (laughs) (laughs) How can people get in touch with you? How can they find you? Sure. So I, um, I, thank God, have a great web designer. And he's put all of my stuff on one website now. So myaroffler.com, if you go there, you can see all of my websites, the My Opinion podcast, uh, the new um, podcast coming out, Surviving Siblings, where I tell in 10 episodes, the entire story about my brother, all, if you want to listen to the whole story, you can listen to all the details there. Um, And then uh, what else do I have on there? Oh, find a co-host, my other business, everything is there. So myaroffler.com, same on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I really love Instagram um, and uh, LinkedIn. And I do Twitter as well, Maya Roffler. So super easy. That is awesome. Maya, thank you for being here. Thank you for being vulnerable, you know, and really the way that you describe the story, we will all tune in to your next podcast and the launch and just know that we're standing behind you. Thank we you are, so much. Thank you, you so are, much. Thanks for having me. Thank Thank you. Take care.
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.